Hey everyone, we are back again for another exciting adventure of talking about things we already did. Woo! I, I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And I'm Alex. And, and we're some nerds. nerds. Yep, they're, yeah. Wow, do you two want to do that again? Do you want to, do you want to try that? <laughs> Look, we only do one take. We're going to say it together, okay? All, all okay. of us. All Three, right, I'll two, do. one. Some, some nerds, nerds have a podcast. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> So you can't like you can't like be like three, two, one. Summer. <laughs> like you can't like you can't bring it. You have to say it like however you count it down. Okay, is letting people know what the cadence is going to be of how you're going to say the thing. Okay, so, so if it's like three, two, one, it's got to be some nerds have a podcast. Like you got to say it as fast as you can. As okay, <laughs> what was that? I was my my. Binder of stickers, which is <laughs> not a euphemism. I don't want to talk about my hobbies that I have outside of this podcast, <laughs> except for all the ones that we talk about when we. Okay, listen, Amanda Rach Lee. <laughs> this is how she organizes her extra large stickers. Okay, mm-hmm. and she would know she's the queen of bullet journaling because that's a thing that we have in this timeline. Yep. This is some nerds have a podcast. <laughs> I'm Nick. <laughs> I'm, I'm Alex. Oh, I'm I didn't Alex. do that part, but I'm doing it again. Uh, we gotta have a do-over. I don't know. Uh, good night, everybody. So, like the urban legend, the urban myth is that uh, Yaka would say that. And during the Animaniacs, every time that they did like a particularly adult joke, mm-hmm. um, just in case like the censors like wanted to pull them mm-hmm. like very, very quickly. Cause they like they had one where the, the fingerprints. The fingerprints. Joke. Oh my god, the fingerprints joke. Have you are you familiar you're familiar I with am Animaniacs? Familiar with the fingerprints joke, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. It's fingerprints. I don't think so. Good night, everybody. Like, it was that quick because they were like, I don't think they're going to let us air this. So, or at least that's like the urban, the urban match. There's a lot of those kinds of jokes in like shows of our era, which is why we're all like filthy degenerates now, I feel like. (laughs) Filthy degenerates. Watching watching that Animaniacs. I'll melt your brain. I was in Hollywood. This has been Alex Jones. Anyway. I don't. I'm trying to think back if there's like, if it's a or if there's origins of it back in like the Laurel, not the Laurel and Hardy, the um, uh, Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, like the Road series. Oh yeah, probably. Like that. That's where it seems like I'm remembering seeing similar gags where it's like, "Good night, everybody." Like yeah, after that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, they took stuff like that from yeah. Uh, Laurel and again, and Bob Hope and Bing Crosby mm-hmm. and Laurel and Hardy and obviously the Marx Brothers. Like, there's a lot of like pretty risque humor in some of those movies. If you go back and watch them, not not too too much, but they're also like not explicitly marketed towards children. I think that's no. the thing that makes the the Warner Brothers uh, especially and the Warner sister and the does. Warner sister, yeah, mm-hmm. especially unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should go back and rewatch some of those road movies just to refresh my mind on. Just hmm? uh, go back and watch Duck Soup. It's the greatest. I love politi- Duck Soup. I love it's the greatest Duck political Soup. satire of all time. It is, isn't it? 
it's it is I, it honestly is like it is oh. yet to be have you ever the seen awesome. that one elise Mm-mm. we should watch that sometime we we i think i own all of the marx brothers movies on dvd you yeah you do and we've never watched a single one they're really See, i own i own the five marx brothers films that have all four of the brothers in it yeah but there were a few others after zeppo left mm-hmm. Uh, that I don't own. Like, I think A Night at the Opera. Opera, yeah. Uh, A Night uh, in Casablanca. Yeah, I don't have that one. Never, never seen that one. I've seen uh, The Night of the Opera. I don't have... Coconut? No, Coconuts had, had Coconuts Zeppo, had Zeppo, right? yeah. I actually um, just lent the all five of them. I lent my, my DVDs to a friend. So I don't have access to those right now. But y'all should watch Duck Soup. Uh, Duck Soup's great. Duck Soup is great. Um, yeah. I don't know. We've, I've actually finally been getting Elise to watch some movies. We actually have a lot of movies to talk about this week. Oh, Do we? We've got like three. Okay. I guess or that least, is a lot. At least two. At least two. I finally got Elise to watch some movies. Because Elise is uncultured swine who doesn't like to watch movies. Even though she does. Just well, none of the movies that I own because I only own horror movies. That is, My name is Nick. That is so not true. Is, I own a lot of horror movies. It's like 50%. The Marx Brothers are certainly not horror movies. No, they're No, we also, those weren't the three that we watched. Um, he also doesn't, like, Nick, close your ears. Get off, get off, get off uh, podcast. Take my headphones off. I was going to say get off camera for a few minutes, but I was like, no, wait, that's the wrong medium. Um, but like... I don't know if you enjoy watching movies so much as you enjoy owning movies. It's a little bit of both. I think you like collecting. I think you're like a little raccoon. Uh, yeah. Like just, just going through the trash. I, I'm not going to deny being that. Being like, oh, it's my trash. I love like my that. trash. <laughs> Ooh, trash. <laughs> uh, or like, I don't know. Pack rat? Whatever. Some kind of animal. A beaver. Dragon. He's like a beaver. You're not cool enough to be a dragon. <laughs> He's like... If dragons were cool, would they have one voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch? I uh, yes, that's why they're cool. That's why they had to get Benedict Cumberbatch. Anyway, the moral of the story is you're a beaver. You're a beaver <laughs> out there like... in the wilds, like, looking for logs. Like, oh, log! Except you're like, ooh, movie. I'm going to yeah. use this to, like... Keep the roof on my house. I had, some of those are load bearing DVDs that we can no it's, longer it's take out like, the walls. What, what are those like birds that collect like starlings or, or um magpies. They, like, collect shiny th- magpies or they magpies. collect shiny things. Yeah. That's more like it. Like crows. Um, I do crows. like shiny things. Yeah. Um, dice, DVDs, glassware. Glassware, different colored <laughs> records. Different I just colored collect rocks, actually. Different colored rocks. Yeah, just know? really I, loves those. I just collect RPGs that no one will ever play with me. Uh, see, I run don't. Em. I'm a minimalist. I don't know what this lifestyle is. Run them, like. run them, and I will play them with you. Yes, you will. But I need usually more than just one other person to play them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Alex has disappeared. I don't know what's going on. I'm pulling. We should out. probably cut this part. No, nah, this guess. is fine. This is entertaining. Oh yeah, space. Oh yeah, space eighteen eighty nine. You're gonna play that. I was going to run it. Nobody else wants to play it. I Listen, wanted to play it. Get us, like, make us independently wealthy. Right. If you make us right. independently wealthy, then we'll have make all the time in the world. If this podcast could make money. If this podcast, podcast could, could make, make money. Us. No one's ever made money with a podcast before. It's impossible. Yeah. That, that I, I assume that's the only reason why this isn't our full-time job. 
Oh, obviously. I mean, obviously. we're 92 episodes in at this point. <laughs> yes. And nary a blue apron sponsorship in sight. Nary a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a Patreon. We made like one we and then we just never did Oh, we never like followed through with it. Yeah. Like, we still get the emails this. about it. Like, hey. Do you want to make money? And I was like, oh. Uh. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe when we go back to having like in-person conventions and we'll push it, mm-hmm. we'll make like little cards. We'll, we'll come up with, with favors. That know. makes it maybe sound we sexual. Should, Cause wow. we have the hundredth episode coming up. So maybe that would <gasps> oh be. Oh my good... God. hundred. Oh fuck. Why have we been doing this for a hundred episodes? This is bullshit. What else we are you going to do yet. with your life? Oh God. We haven't yet. In... We're only on 92. If we quit at 99, we won't have wasted our time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yep. Yep. That's about right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. We need to get a new hobby. (laughs) We just, I I feel like we just, wow, this is episode 92. We need to just cut our losses and... And Just episode 99, we just switch it to, like, like a long-form, like, real-play D&D podcast. But, like, don't tell anybody. (laughs) Just act like this is what it's always been. That's what it's always been. Change the name, change the logo, and just, like, but keep it on the same RSS feed. I feel like the best, the, the, the problem is, the problem with our podcast, I know you like people are listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were talking, we mentioned it to like some friends of ours. I was like, oh yeah, we have a podcast. And they were like, oh, what is it called? And we're like, it's called Some Nerds Have a Podcast. And we're like, that's a good name. And I'm like, I know that's where it stops. Like, <laughs> that is where our good ideas end. That is indeed, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's such a good idea. Like, that's such a good name. And it's like, yeah. That's it. That's That's all we got going for us. No more. No more. Yeah, we we locked that name down though. We did. God, yeah, right. Mm. Uh, so. Ugh, this is dumb. Why do we have a podcast? How about that Uh, Space Jam too? None of us sell it. So this is the thing. We're not even good at having a nerd themed podcast because like we don't even go out and do the things that like everybody wants to hear about. Like he had to be dragged kicking and screaming to watch Black Widow. And it's like, well, that's like the one thing you could talk about on a nerdy podcast is like whatever fucking Marvel movie got rolled out this week. Because I swear to God, there is like a new one every week. We had like a year. We had like a year without them. Like, that was 2020. That was I the know. best part about 2020 is there were no Marvel movies. And it was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I Someone, I can't remember. It was someone on a better podcast than this. I think it was someone on We Hate Movies um, made the point. Those are podcasters. Those are podcasters. Those, those guys are good. They're, they're really good. You should go listen to that one instead of this one. No, wait. Come back, please. Wait, no. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. We need those listens. Um, but they, they made the point recently because i don't i don't know how this came up but they were talking about how like movies that had kind of been like universally panned um have kind of gotten reevaluated in recent years and one of them was like that's just because like these are movies where there's like a distinct directorial style um and even though it's not good 
and it doesn't really work, like it's at least unique, which we don't get that anymore. No, that is true. Like, that is really true. I think because they were they were talking about the village this week, and I think that was how that kind of got. Brought oh up. no, are they going to become M Night Shyamalan apologists? No, no, no. They were, they were saying that that movie was terrible. Oh, okay. But good. they were saying that, that like like the At movies least you don't have to reevaluate like, that. No, no. It was like that, that's what, the, what their point was. Is like the movies that were kind of universally panned when they were first released, and have recently been getting like critical reevaluations, like the Star Wars prequels. Where yeah. like people are like, oh no, those movies were actually good. It's like, no, they were bad, but they were unique. <laughs> yeah. And we've just been in like this vacuum of fucking Marvel movies I mean, for if so long. If they would have a movie about like trade disputes in space, <laughs> at this point I might just go and see it. It's it's Mr. Smith goes to Washington in space. Mr. Smith yeah, goes I'm, to Coruscant. <laughs> Oh my god, that's gonna be our next oh, Dis- Dis- Disney yeah, presents yeah. Disney presents Mr. Smith oh, oh, goes yes. to Coruscant, a Star Wars story. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's so I, I have one of my coworkers, one of my my coworkers and I have this like ongoing discussion every now and again. Uh-huh. We like try to reimagine like films and like stories in our universe in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the Mr. Smith goes to Coruscant, but but. It'll- but here's the thing. It's like all oh, the emperor's men. No, no. I had a, I had a, I, no. I wanted to do a dead mind, but okay. Continue. So it's it's like a it's like an imperial propaganda biopic of Chief Oops. Palpatine's yes. life. That's what I was gonna say. Yes. Mr. Palpatine goes to Coruscant. Yes. Uh, 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 no, Can no. this be? Can this be our next fanfiction reading? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Uh, I- I'm just a simple emperor who got who got electrocuted by a Jedi. It, it, it seems to me that this 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 trade deficit would be better spent on a clone army of the Republic. <laughs> He's just wearing the robes, but it's just it's just Stewart. Yes. So they can like so they can do this thing now. They can use AI to recreate celebrity voices. Like they recently did it with an Anthony with Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. uh, in a documentary, and they were like having they use the AI to recreate the sense of him reading like some letters or passages from his book, um, and that like spurred a huge like ethical discussion. Yeah. But fuck that, fuck ethics. <laughs> Let's recreate Take out the Jimmy. course of Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Resurrect Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> and it's like make him into Chief Palpatine. Who's the actor? Like we don't change the actor who plays Palpatine, right? Like he's just standing there, like moving his lips, but it's just Jimmy Stewart. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I want it to be. You just understand I want it to be the ghoulish, like, like Jimmy Stewart, like CGI puppet, like what they did for Grandma of Tarkin. Yeah. <laughs> Like PS4 era, like CGI. Yeah, just like I, I want, I want it to be the digital equivalent of like hoisting his body on marionette strings. <laughs> God, <laughs> fuck it. Disney has all the money in the world. Like they're just allowed to do whatever they want now. And at least that would be again. That would at least be something interesting. <laughs> like that, it yeah. doesn't have to be good. Like like the ship has sailed as far as like mainstream movies being good like yeah. every once in a while we're gonna get like a like a sean gunn or a taiki watiti movie like right like every once in a while we'll get one james of those gunn movies. sean's james the gunn. brother sean's the brother whatever 
whatever, the, the, the gun boys. So, like, you know, what, every, like, once in a while we're going to get that or, like, a Ryan Johnson, right? But, like, for the rest of them, it's, like, it's, as long as it's, like, well, again, the, what, the guy who directed, the, the guys who directed all of the, uh, the paintball episodes of Community <laughs> to just do that for $800 million. God, those, do you know what they would do? I I do know what they would do because they directed a lot of those movies. That's what I'm saying. Like they directed like like all of the Captain America movies, I think. You know what's weird? What? Is like those episodes of Community are like way better than any of the Marvel movies that they directed. <laughs> like like those episodes, the paintball episodes of Community, it's like, oh wow, this is like a point of view. And it's like, oh, you should only do like 30 minutes. Like like there's some comedians where it's like they get like you're like oh they're so funny and then you you watch like their hour-long set and you're like oh you should have stopped at your tight 10 um i feel like that's what they're like it's like oh mm, you had a really solid 28 minutes with like two minutes of commercials <laughs> this is this is not your bag feature films are not your bag but um i don't know i had another like jimmy stewart impression <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's like one idea. Yeah. Uh, another idea would be like a um, would be like a pawn shop, but for like Jawas. <laughs> pawn wars. <laughs> pawn wars. Pawn wars. Pawn wars and Tatooine. Pawn sponsors. I think pawn wars was also a wasn't it? There was storage wars. Storage wars. I'm uh -huh. sorry. I'm sorry. That feels like I don't know, but star storage wars with Jawas would also work because they're <laughs> scavengers. <laughs> Just like buying up like uh, unpaid debt on the like uh, buying off uh, uh, what do you call them storage units where people haven't been paying their bills. Just have you, Jawas come in and clear them out. You open them and then there's like one that's just people in carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like like the, the Jawas are speaking and they're just uh there's like captions underneath everything that they're saying. It's like so what what are my friend here is saying is uh <laughs> he got he put down a thousand parsecs or I don't know what the fucking like parsecs. <laughs> I don't know. It's even is. less of a parsec than what a parsec is than what it is in Star Wars. Oh, God. Is it a measurement of time? I don't know. It's a measurement of distance. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't know jack shit about the fucking Star Wars. <laughs> I've seen them all. I've seen, except for Solo. Mm -hmm. um, I keep forgetting that that movie came out. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's like another one that I may be... I saw Rogue One, which is a mistake. But uh, Rogue, I like. I don't. But the thing is, is like I don't know shit about these movies, and they're like parsecs. I'm like, what's the currency that they use? I don't know. The credits. It's platinum. They, they use credits. Platinum. <laughs> <laughs> See, the joke is that's what they use in Star Trek. Yes, Even though I they're think. not supposed I, to have currency. I Except am. for the Federation. See, this is like, why do I know so much more about fucking Star Trek? Because we spent a lot of time watching TNG <laughs> and Deep Space Nine. Mm -hmm. That's true. true. I do love TNG and DS9. Anyway, the moral of the story is... Uh, Black I say, 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 we had to stop the Jedi! <laughs> <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please Are you continue. The Jedi can just... 
the Jedi, I'm going to keep a, a filibuster in on this Senate floor <laughs> until we can get approval for Grand Army of the Republic. You just see, like, Queen Amidala in the background, like, pressing the button, and it's like, Will you yield your time to the senator from Naboo? I will not yield my time. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I thought this had a self-destruct button. (laughs) This is how democracy ends. (laughs) With filibusters. (laughs) The bitch becomes That is... story is that we saw Black Widow the other day. We did. We did watch Black Widow the other day. <laughs> the end. The end. Was there no thoughts about uh, that? No. I, uh, <laughs> so Consume product. Get excited for next product. What it's, okay, so like, what are the comments that I made after after? so we, we watched it with, uh, with some friends mm-hmm. and um and so we're like, we'd finished watching it because like nobody's going out to a fucking movie theater anymore, right? Right. Like, you kidding me? So, um, so we were like, we were watching it, and then at the end, and I was just like, what the fuck is up with like Marvel movies, and like none of the heroines can get their powers through like through like any nice ways, right? Like they always have to have these like deeply troubling, very traumatic, very like torture porny ways of getting their powers. Mm-hmm. Like like if you were to get this is the this is the joke that I was telling at the end of like watching Black Widow. Which is like if you got all of the Marvel superheroes together for like a group therapy session and it was like and the question was like how did you get your powers? It would be like Doctor Strange would be like, "Well, I in my bad American accent, I meditated and, and read a bunch of books in the library until I saw God. Mm. Like, right? Like, you'd have that. Then you'd have Peter Parker and be like, I got bit by a spider. Because um, that's how I assume Tom Helen Fox. And like, right? Like, and then you have like T'Challa. It's like, I, I don't know. I'm like king of Wakanda. This is all the kings of Wakanda. And, and then you get to all the women. And it's like, well... A government agency tortured me and like ripped out my uterus and stole a bunch of bodily autonomy from me and I became a child assassin and now I am a good person like that's literally like all the women right like that's like fucking like that's Captain Marvel that's um the and there's only three women I mean I guess we assume that like the general from Wakanda didn't get her like superpower she doesn't really have superpowers she's just like an intelligent person which i guess is is a superpower in the marvel marvel universe um because they're all idiots but like (laughs) but but seriously like all of all of the women with superpowers right like scarlet witch and black widow and and captain marvel it's like they all got their powers we still haven't seen captain marvel no but like she went through the like it's it has to it's tied up with like her service in the air force like you know that shit wasn't good yeah well in reality it wouldn't be good in the marvel universe though the the united states military has never done anything (laughs) never done anything I know that, and I love it. (laughs) And then the U.S. military goes, money, please! 
That's the story of our democracy. But, and then the like, Disney Corporation turns to the U.S. military and says, money, please. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it's just like, it's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like the first, like, I don't know. It's, oh my God. Like the first 10 minutes of that movie is such a goddamn slog. And then there's like a good solid, like, middle 30 where it's just sort of like her with her family palling around and like doing dumb shit and blowing up mountains and finding David Harbour who's got this like ridiculous Russian accent um being an embarrassing father figure and it's like that stuff's fun right like that that middle 30 is like that's pretty solid and then like and then the they gray out the water, the color palette and they turn up the red and you're like oh now it's time to marvel like <laughs> let's have 40 minutes of really like really intense cgi action scenes with some uncomfortable misogynistic undertones like thanks i appreciate this this is what i wanted this is what i wanted my girl boss movie to be mm-hmm. and the worst part is it's like they fucking like market this stuff to children like they market this shit to, to little girls like look this is like the the child assassin you could grow up to be hashtag is, girl boss hashtag awesome like, it's, it's also a plot point in the movie <laughs> is that she's a hero to little girls and it's like what <laughs> what the hell <laughs> Yes, because I want I want my daughter to look up to you know, and I'm like, and it's not about like the cat suit, even though the cat suit is like super male gazy and like really fucking gross, but it's like like the pain made us stronger, and it's like please stop saying that. Like for every time you say that, another person goes into therapy. Like, like or probably more accurately, another person doesn't go into therapy. Who should? Who should? Yeah, that's actually the better. Like, no, pain makes us stronger. Like, pain makes us better people. And it's like, okay, puritanical. Like, like the fucking, like, there are some 17th century Puritan ministers who are, like, salivating during this movie. Like, yeah. They actually say that line at the very beginning. And I'm like, all right, so is this movie going to, like, like, is the thesis of this movie going to be showing how that line is wrong? And, like, you know, we shouldn't be telling our 10-year-old daughters this? And, and I was like, and, no, you should. You should tell them all the time. I don't think it was very clear. So that clear. way they can become child. I don't think it was clear. I don't think it was clear by the end. It's like, they don't really take us... But they also, yeah. It's very muddled. That it, yeah. Because like, they're like, no, but love and... Fa-. Like, I don't know. This, this is like another Marvel movie made by committee. Yeah. And they were like, well, the theme can either be... Pain does make us stronger, or the theme can be love makes us stronger. The, the theme, and of- they're like, why not both? And it's like because those two things actually mean opposite things. You cannot say that both are are true and good. No, but the <laughs> like, theme the theme of this movie is there's going to be a different Black Widow in the Hawkeye movie, and you need two <laughs> a two and a half hour movie to explain why that happens. That's the that's the worst part, honestly. Like you know, all of the all of the misogynistic or TV show or whatever it is bullshit aside, and there is a lot of it, uh, and also also weirdly anti-Russian. Um, so like the all, like the xenophobic misogynistic bullshit aside, kind of the worst part of the Black Widow movie is like you finally get the Black Widow movie that we were all promised, and it's actually. Not the Scarlet 
or Scarlett Johansson Black Widow movie. It's the Florence Pugh Black Widow movie. <laughs> like the entire existence of that movie was to set up the Hawkeye TV show. And if you don't watch it, then you're not going to know what's going on in the Hawkeye TV show. And that's it. That is it. Consume like, products. Get excited for next, for product. next product. And it's just, it's so, oh my God, it's so fucking full of itself. So like the first 10 minutes of the movie, I'm sorry, I'm just really on a roll here. And I, okay. no, I apparently it. did not like this movie as much as I initially was like, no, it's fine. And now it's like 24 hours later. And I'm like, another thing about this movie that's awful. <laughs> um, which is like the first 10 minutes are so fucking gross. So fucking gross and full of themselves. So what you get this like flashback scene to 1995 Ohio and like you have the fake family that was set up by the Russian government to become spies, blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that it's like baby Scarlett Johansson, baby Florence Pugh, and then Rachel Weiss and David Harbour. Okay. So they're like the four people. And then they like fly the plane out of Ohio and they land in Cuba and like, Scarlett Johansson kind of figures out what's going on. Baby Scarlett. Right, Johansson. baby Scarlett Johansson figures out what's going on and is like, "Oh no, I don't want to go Ohio back to Cuba." Yeah, apparently, they can. Okay. In this, in this, there's a lot of things wrong with this movie. Let's not get stuck on like, could they fly from Ohio to Cuba? They they um, also steal a plane because they're spies. Uh, and and the plane, like the plane, gets there's so many physics things wrong with this. Number one, the fact that the the windows get shot out and I'm like, you would all freeze to death because of how high you're going to be. And you have all of that cold air coming at you. You would just, you would die of exposure before you, anything else happened anyway. Um, <laughs> and then Scarlett Johansson's like, no, I want to go back to Ohio and no one's ever, ever said, said that. that. Before. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, then you find out that like, Oh, she's going to the red room. And then it's this really, it is this, five minute long montage of the red room interspliced with like footage from other things like from um, twin peaks the red room or no, no no like so the red room is what they call the child assassin training area oh. um and so the child assassin training area is called the red room and they only take women so of course they only take women um, and they're a little, really like AFAB, but they only take like AFAB people, right? And, um, ugh. so anyway, so while like you're getting these images, like these horrific images, once again, remind you that this movie was marketed to children. Um, there is like this really unsettling, um, like breathy voiced, uh, Cover. cover of uh, Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. So you're seeing all of these like horrific images of child girl assassins being trained up from a young age to be child girl assassins. And it's just like, oh, we all and I'm like, this is, this is awful. Like, <laughs> this is, this is like trauma inducing. Um, fucking awful. Like, it's mm -hmm. really gross. Like, I don't know. I just can't. I feel like I can't overstate like how just gratuitous the like the fucking credit scene is, <laughs> you know. And it's like they're doing all of these things so that way you understand her pain. Because <sighs> all we have gotten of Black Widow, all we have gotten of Black Widow, and all like God six or seven movies that she's been in at this point. It's just like her pain of like, 
I can't have children. And it's like, there's a lot of other shit that happened to you in this red room, according to this credit montage. And that's the thing we're going to harp on. But okay, okay. And it's also like just other things that happen, like, like talking about like the plane thing, like how can we fly a plane from like Ohio to Cuba? But then there's like other things like, uh, like just things that like cis men who write movies do not fucking think about but they think it's like the coolest like cruelest thing ever is like what if they had their uteruses ripped out when they were 12 and it's like that creates onset uh early onset osteoporosis uh she would not actually be able to do any of these things because her bones would literally snap in half mm-hmm. that's what fucking happens when you rip out your uterus before you're supposed to like hey i just so it's like just shit like that that it's just like they're like no it's like cool because she can't have children and she like her body was like violated i guess spoiler alerts i don't know i whatever that that ship is fucking sailed you know what don't fucking watch this movie but like anyway that and that was from like three or four movies ago three or four movies ago but it's like the way that they harp on it and they bring it back up in this movie and it's just sort of like well if that's what happened i can tell you as a person with a uterus this is a thing that they tell you before you get a hysterectomy um, I just, I don't know. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's just so, it's just, it's just so awful. It's just so fucking awful. Um, but it's like, you know, it just, like, that's why, like, Wonder Woman was so great. The first one, not the second one. But, like, that's why everybody was like, yeah, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, how does she have her powers? She just has them. Where does she live? Like, on an amazing... Yeah, Themyscira, like, with the lesbians. (laughs) With her mom, who cares about her. With her mom, who cares about her. (laughs) And doesn't get early-onset osteoporosis from having a forced hysterectomy. So that's nice. Like, it's just, you know, it's just shit like that. But it's like, you know, it's like, you can explain to me why... Like, you can explain to me, like, why... And it's just the things that the movie chooses to explain. Like... Like, there's a nerve gas that will, like, un-brainwash you, and there is a floating military base in the sky, and we get, like, really solid, you know, we get really solid explanations for that and how those things work, but uh, why do Black Widow's bones don't break, even though she had a force to direct me at 13? Who fucking knows? Not a big deal. Nobody needs to care. Mm. Like, it's just like, okay, all right, cool, I see you, movie. (laughs) I see you. Oh, is this my hashtag girl boss moment? Yay! I'm so excited. Sorry. Just really no. <laughs> I also really like the movie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But like I said, like all of the banter between like Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh, like they were very well cast. Um, they have really good, like Florence Pugh was really well cast. She has really good chemistry with everybody. Uh, she's very funny. She has a different direction and idea for the character than like Scarlett Johansson did, which to be fair, Scarlett Johansson's idea... Well, it wasn't her idea yeah. for the character. She the was idea? a warm body. Yeah. She is a warm body in that role. And then a bunch of men were like, I don't know, she's the girl one. Yeah. Yeah, the girl boss one. And it's like, okay. And then it's like, oh, Foreign Spew is like actually going to have like a character. And she has things that she wants that aren't like children. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like, I want a dog. And at the end of the movie, she gets a dog. There you go. Spoiler, sorry. Yay. But like, yay. She like... I'm like, that's nice. I mean, if that dog dies, I will actually murder a Marvel executive. How, how much could you honestly spoil about a movie whose main character was <laughs> died dead before the movie started? Right? Right? Like, there's only so much. Uh, David Harbour plays the Red Guardian. He's pretty good. He's pretty funny. 
Um, it's kind of sad to see like wholesome dad bod David Harbour. I don't know if he's actually a good person. I just sort of assumed because of Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. um, it was hard to watch him as a misogynistic prick. But, you know, but by the end of the movie, he's less of a misogynistic prick. And that's nice. Uh, Rachel Weiss is really, but I mean, I would retch, I would watch Rachel Weiss, like I watched her in Christina Royale. I would literally watch her like fucking read the phone book to me because that's a joke that's still relevant. Um, she, she read me the personal ads on OkCupid. There, there we go. That's the updated version of that book. She could, she could read that joke. She could read me uh, OkCupid dating profiles. Um, so like Rachel Weiss was good. David Harbour was good. Everything else about that movie is awful. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't very. I don't know. Good. I'm sorry, Nick. What what opinions do you have? Oh, I also didn't note like that as a cis male, your opinions on this movie will not matter as much as mine. But go ahead. No, I know that's why I was like I was not trying to jump in as much because I I recognize that. But yeah, I also I didn't think it was great. Um, it was in terms of like filmmaking, it is like like. Like, taking out all the problematic stuff that I feel like you've covered very well about it, um, just in terms of, like, general filmmaking, it's very, like, middle of the road. Like, there's not really anything super interesting about, like, the character development. Because, again, like... The, You're not going to get any for Scarlett Johansson's character. Yeah, the movie... dead before Yeah. The, and I think we I made the comment to you when we were leaving yeah. uh, the screening. We were like... I was like, yeah, this movie smacks of well, we've had this character in like five or six movies and we haven't given her an actual storyline. Oops. Let's try to give her a storyline. And then they do. And it's like, oh, but it's not actually, it's not really even her story. Like, no, no, no. You know what this movie was? You know what, what? this movie was? What? It was uh, somebody literally, you had a bunch of Marvel executives and they're like, all right, well, we got, you know, uh, we did, who's the Chris that plays, which one of the blonde Chris's is the one that plays Captain America? Uh, Chris. It's not Pine. No. Hemsworth? Is it Hemsworth? No, that's Thor. Oh, Jesus fucking um, Christ. There's Chris, too many fucking Chris's. Chris. Oh, God. It's it's the other one. It's literally like the, the other, other one. The other it's one. not Pratt. It's not Pine. It's not Hemsworth. <laughs> it's who, who it's really the other one. Captain America? Evans. 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 Okay, so it's like Chris Evans. Ugh. They're like going through like the first generation of Marvel movie actors, like uh, contracts. You know, they're like, all right, so like Robert, we're like Robert Downey Jr. is good. Check Chris Evans, he's good. Check, and then they like finally get to Scarlett Johansson, and they're like, oh fuck, we promised her like eight movies instead of seven. Oh shit. Like, she could sue us for, like, a lot of fucking money. <laughs> oh, fuck. We were supposed to give her an extra movie. Like, it says, like, somewhere, like, buried in the contract. Like, they were supposed to give her, like, X number of movies, and they didn't. Mm. And now they're like, oh, shit. So they had to, like, go through, and they're like, all right, let's cobble together. <laughs> like, like it's literally, like, after Endgame is, like, done. Everything's wrapped. They're, they're starting on their second generation of, of um, Marvel movies. And then they're like, oh fuck <laughs> we gotta get another one for for scarlet or else she's gonna be pissed and sue us for like a 500 million dollars if we don't give her a movie um like we promised to do 10 years ago and i feel like that's what it was and then they're like well we could kill two birds with one stone if we give scarlett johansson a black widow movie then we don't have to give florence Pugh her own that's the other fucking thing that really happened there but um you know, and the thing, 
the thing that bothers me, and it bothers me specifically about this kind of movie, not, not Marvel, but like movies that try to movies that try to like address really deep topics and think by addressing really deep topics that somehow makes their movie better. Yeah, we brought it up, guys. We we like... we, we did the thing. We brought it up. We talked about sex trafficking sort of in this weird like you know, metaphorical way, but it's like like I really but just because you talk about it doesn't yeah. make it smart. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Just because you bring it up, it's like it's like people are trying to like get brownie points and it's like, well, you didn't you just showed us the thing. You didn't say anything about the thing. And it's like, like it's the, uh, it's the letter D boy in the Simpsons. Looks yeah, like my work here is done. done. But you didn't, didn't do, do anything. Didn't I? <laughs> that's really, that's really what it is. And it's like these movies that try to use those trappings um, and think that that makes them smart and clever. And it's like, well, that's not, you know, and they're trying to like emulate better and greater movies that actually tackle, you know, issues of like sexism and misogyny and 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 say something about it mm. you know like do and say something about it but like that they don't they're just like oh we, we talked about it you know we said the word uterus don't we get like bonus points for that and apparently that was actually just like florence few was like i'm not gonna say this original line <laughs> came up with something else Jeez. uh so i'm like wow so you don't even you don't even get points for that do you buddy <sighs> fucking hate this movie anyway <laughs> god i'm gonna look it up and it's like not it's actually gonna be like have been written by a woman and if it was written by a woman i'm gonna flip a fucking table i don't like, think it was i don't think it was either but like, I think that was somehow that, that makes it worse if it, it was written by a woman that will make it worse i think that was something that we talked about like the night we watched it is like how many male names were in the um in the writing credit i think it was directed by a woman but directed by kate shortland Screenplay cool. by Eric Pearson. All right, cool. That explains it. Story All right. by Jacqueline Schaefer and Ned Benson. Awesome. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <sighs> you know, it gave me real big, like, Eric just... Pearson was also the screenwriter for Thor Ragnarok, though, so that's not... I don't know what the fuck is going on with him, then. I think a lot of Thor Ragnarok was... was Taiki Waititi's influence. Yeah. Or at least that's that's only one of three credits on the screenplay for it. It's also, and it's also not, again, not trying to be like there's themes in in Thor Ragnarok, (laughs) but like a lot of that movie is just like you know fun goofiness. Yeah, yes. And I will say the fun goofy parts of Black Widow were the parts that worked the best. Yeah. Everything else was like this is terrible. Um, Yeah, there, there was like a fun fixer character. Who had some like good lines and there was like I don't know, but like everything else, every everything else that wasn't the comedic bits was just a fucking slog to get mm-hmm. through. And then you watch it and it's like, oh, what was the point of this movie? To set up Hawkeye the TV show, which will in turn set up probably no, not the next Doctor Strange movie. That was set up by Loki and WandaVision, so. I don't know, the second Black Panther? That sounds about right. Fucking Christ. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Was it? I was just going to say, it's like, and this is why I don't watch any Marvel movies. because no. Yeah. 
I don't have any interest in watching advertisements for more Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much like like every once in a while there's a good one. Like yeah, one like division was them. good. Like one division was really good, and like yeah, like there's a handful when they get like an actual director. Yeah, you know, um, except for that one that Kevin Branagh did, and I was like, ah. Oh wait, no, he did the first Thor, but he didn't do the second. He did the first Thor, yeah. Okay, so that, apparently that one was good. So I, I, I know a lot of people who don't like that one. I think that one's under uh, undervalued, but it has been a long time since I've seen yeah. it. So I haven't seen the second Thor, but I did watch the first one. You're you're so. fine. The second Thor it was... is it might be one of the worst Marvel movies. The first Thor movie was it was kind of it was really rather early in like the Marvel movies so yeah like was kind of formulaic i think it was like the third or the fourth one yeah so it didn't really stand out all that much yeah because it was yeah because they had introduced iron man and uh, iron man and the hulk Mm -hmm. yeah which i didn't know that ed norton was a big douchebag yeah yeah because ed norton was the was the hulk originally and then they recast him for the avengers Mm. um but yeah, he was in that. He was in that the second the second MCU movie, which was The Incredible Hulk. Um, and Elise did not know that, and she was like, "Wait, that was an MCU movie?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Why is he in the other movie?" It's like because they they fired him. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we watched that. We started watching Loki. We haven't gotten very far in it. Um, we'll probably talk, have something to say about but it. He's an environmental activist. <laughs> That's, uh, Ed Norton, not Loki. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but we also watched, uh, Hackers. I made Elise watch Hackers. We watched Hackers. And you that liked it. That was the thing that we watched. You it liked was... it. You enjoyed it. You had a lot of fun watching Hackers. I could tell. Mm-hmm. Tell tell the people about how much you love hackers. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking talk about it. Nick, I can see you put the gun away. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get a gun? Oh wait, we live in Virginia. Where can't you get a gun? But uh, no, hackers was fun. It was a good movie. <laughs> All right, please put it away now. Please. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was good. It was fun. It's got a baby, wee baby Johnny Lee Miller and wee baby uh, uh, Angelina, yeah, Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Um, who are both nineteen in the movie? Like twenty, something like that. Yeah, they look like way too old to be called high school seniors, but it's fine. It's whatever. I love that the steak. In it is just like you're never gonna get to college. But there's also there's envir- there's an environmental disaster that's also like a potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the stakes that like actually like apply to the character is like if you keep with your hacking and your sacking, then you're not gonna get into college. That's like my favorite thing. And nowadays, I feel like it would it would just be like, oh, you went viral for being like this child hacker. Would you like to go to any of these Ivy Leagues and also have all the money? Because that's actually how, like, college works nowadays. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I just think it's very funny that they're like, yeah. "Oh no!" Like, Johnny Lee Miller is the bad hacker boy. <laughs> <laughs> I need he to watch a, hackers. He has a way. Have you ever seen it? 
No. Oh, man. Say what you're going to say, Nicholas. Just it's so good. It. Why don't you say it? It is, it is simultaneously, and I'll tell you the same thing I told Elise. It is simultaneously the worst and the greatest movie that you will ever see. <laughs> at the same time. Both, like, it is amazing and it is terrible. At exactly the same time. Elise is shaking her head now. <laughs> I know, podcasting, famously Look, a visual medium. You, like, mm. When you get to the part of the movie... Where, uh, where Johnny Lee Miller meets with the bad guy in like a in a darkened alleyway with like smoke rising from it, like it's a fucking nineteen forties noir film, right. and and the bad guy skateboards by and yeah. like swipes a, a a floppy diskette out of his hand and skates <laughs> away. It's great. It's but so they- good. <laughs> Do they have a sledgehammer duel under an overpass? They do not have a sledgehammer duel under okay. an overpass, but they did a big specially designed rigs to spin around uh, um, phone booths while uh-huh. the characters are standing in the phone booths and hacking. So, like, you see them spinning around at these phone booths while people are walking by in the background, and it's great. <laughs> this sounds fun. Oh, my God. It's so good. I can't believe you've ever seen it. No, I've never had a chance to. Oh, uh, next time you're up here, we should watch Hackers. At least we should watch Hackers again. <laughs> we, we just watch Hackers. I know, we, we should watch it again. We can't fucking watch Hackers. Like, we're not gonna... Oh, sorry. I thought the thing you were gonna say was like, his American accent is oh. way better than Benedict Cumberbatch. His American accent is way better than, than Benedict Cumberbatch's. He is also a better Sherlock Holmes than Benedict Cumberbatch, so it makes sense. Like, who, you know, who is this? Johnny Lee Miller. He's a, he's a British actor. Who's who uh, helps Benedict Cumberbatch out from time to time? That's not true. That's not someone happened. <laughs> they're they're contemporaries. Uh-huh. They're of equal caliber. Stars of stage and screen. So, like the big thing, the reason why they get compared a lot is because, uh, oh god, this was nearly ten years ago. It actually might even ten year over ten years ago at this point. Um, I keep forgetting what year it is. <laughs> Fuck. Um, is Johnny Lee Miller and Benedict Cumberbatch were both in a production of Do- of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. stage production of, Do- of Frankenstein as directed by Danny Boyle. It was really unique because... Um, oh, that's right, the one where they switch places every Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you talked like, about that. Not throughout the show. It's They switch but places... But like every... Yeah. Every, every night. So like yeah. one night, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is... The monster, Johnny Lee Miller is Dr. Frankenstein, and then the next night they switch. I have seen both. I will have to say Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, monster, I think, is better than Johnny Lee Miller's. Um, but I think Johnny Lee Miller makes the better Dr. Frankenstein. Because Johnny Lee Miller is a normal human, and Benedict Cumberbatch is a horrible freak. They look the same. <laughs> they okay. don't, though. Like, Johnny Lee Miller, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Tom Hiddleston are, like, that is, like, the British version of the four blonde Christmas. Okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then they both were in contemporaneous Sherlock Holmes uh, TV yeah. shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. yeah. Although the Sherlock series starring Benedict Cumberbatch lasted, what, four seasons? We're not going to talk about it. Elementary has lasted seven seasons. So it's, we don't have to. Well, it's also because like British television works differently than American television. Yeah. And it wasn't so. as good as Johnny Lee Miller's version. <laughs> <laughs> You just keep, you just keep <laughs> Look, pushing I, and I'm, pushing. I'm just saying, did did Benedict Cumberbatch have Lucy Liu on his version? No. All right then. And Martin Freeman. 
Everybody loves Martin Freeman. Everybody does love Martin Freeman. How can you not say, love Martin Freeman? I won't say anything bad against my man, Martin Freeman. The one good thing about the Hobbit movies. <laughs> Including Benedict Cumberbatch. No, it's the... <laughs> <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> I like forgot for a second. And that's not the first time during this recording that you no, mentioned Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch's fuck. <laughs> he worked his ass off for that dragon. That's actually a quote for him. He got really upset when people were like, I'm providing the voice of Smog. And he was like, no, I really worked hard. I drew scales <laughs> and everything. I did the mocap. I went to the zoo and studied lizards. <laughs> I worked really hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so I just want to point some. So this is like side tangent, like weird side tangent. All right. Okay. So if if like the idea of a dragon is based off of like ancient and medieval people finding dinosaur bones and thinking mm-hmm. like, Oh fuck, what the fuck was this? There must be some kind of giant monster lizard out there. Monster. But then we know because what we know about dinosaurs is that they had feathers and basically looked like giant birds. Cause that's what they were. Should dragons just be really big birds? Should we retroactively like make all dragon imagery just giant chickens sitting on piles yes. of gold. Is that yes. what you're asking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a cockatrice. <laughs> huge. <laughs> oh no, I'm here for this. Oh my I'm here God. for this. Uh, so you saw that movie. Um, Hackers. You saw the other movie. And was there a third one you saw? Yeah, we watched um, an independent drama Mm -hmm. um, called... What was it called? Uh, Tiger Hunter. The Tiger Hunter. Oh, yeah. I Uh, With Danny Pudi. um, Doing an interesting Indian accent. Um, I guess, like, the idea was, like, his Indian accent was, like, the Indian accent of somebody who, like, went... And they actually make a, a a line about... It's actually, like, a plot point that, like, he went to a British school and then, like, went to university. And then, like, he's he's coming to America to um, try to make it as an engineer mm-hmm. uh, in the 1970s. <laughs> um, actually, like, really... I don't know. It's pretty good. The Tiger Hunter. Yeah, it was cute. Um, it was a, a, the the director's first feature film and i thought like she did a really good job with like there it wasn't like uh, amazingly shot but there were some scenes where like there's some like compositions where i'm like oh that that's really good yeah and it had john heater in it which was interesting yeah (laughs) of napoleon dynamite fame um who's actually like he was really good in this yeah like he's not a bad actor i think um i think he gets a lot of shit for Having been the Napoleon Dynamite, but he's he's really good in in the Tiger Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a few other people who were in that. Um, who that was the like, asshole that played? Oh, G, uh, Jesse Eisen. What Jesse Eisenberg? No, Jesse. Eisenberg. No, no, no. But I'm saying like I think that's like uh, I think if Jesse Eisenberg hadn't had his breakout role in uh, the Social Network, I think John Hutter because they're they're very like interchangeable actors. Like if you want somebody who's like. Nebbish, but doesn't have the rap sheet of Woody Allen. Um, you would cast like either John Hatter or or um, Jesse Eisenberg, and I think like more people just cast Jesse Eisenberg. 
Um, which I think like he is actually like more talented of the two of them, but um, they're like fairly interchangeable actors. Uh, so it's, it was nice to see like John Hedder um, in something that was not Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> hey, it's like, he was good. Um, it's everybody that's in it. It's really interesting. Like the stable of actors that they have are all television actors and it's all people that you're like, Oh yeah. Like it's, the uh like the real estate agent from Shit's Creek is in it and like the principal from Glee is in it like all of these people Danny Pudi from Community is in it and it's like all of these people that are like oh what's he in like they're right. all they had some like other like character actors like Kevin Pollack was in it yeah and he was in like you know the usual suspects and like a few good men like uh who else was in it who was like oh like that person's a person like there's a few of them um but yeah, it was like a lot of it was a lot of character actors, and so it was it was really fun to watch. Um, it's a comedic, like it's like a dramedy, uh, and it's like a little bit of a romance because uh, Danny Pudi's character is doing all of these things so that way he can marry his childhood um, sweetheart, who is the daughter of this like five star general who like is starting to arrange marriages and doesn't want to arrange a marriage. For his daughter with um, Danny Pudi's character, because he's like, eh, like you're a jackass that doesn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then, like, by the end of the movie, everybody is like on their way to being rich, successful. So it's like a little bit of like American, like American propaganda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, there's definitely an element of like, it's the immigrant story. Like, isn't it nice that they all came to America? And it's like, but they do like address like, the racism that, you know, people And face. I think, I think the like, director and screenwriter know. is actually, like, an immigrant from that part yeah. of the world, I think, like, also kind of, like, lends that a little bit more credibility. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a more, it's a more critical, but, like, at the end of the day, it is kind of like a feel-good Americana story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, take, just, just know that that's what you're getting into, but I don't think that takes away from the film. If that makes sense, you know, like of, of those stories, at least it's being told by an actual immigrant. Uh, So (laughs) looking at her Wikipedia page, Lena Khan is the film director and writer. Yeah. Tiger Hunter uh, was born in Canada Mm. to Indian parents. Okay. So she is second generation. No, first grew up in California. Okay. So, and then Danny Pudi is the same way where I think he's like first generation and like a lot of the actors, um, a lot of the actors are like those first generation. So it's like, you get that kind of sense, but it's like, at least, I mean, like it could be worse, right? Like, you know, it's like, it could be like a white dude trying to tell this story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, and it's, it kind of sucks because you're like, wow, these guys, like all of these actors are really talented. And <laughs> and who are they? They're principal number three in Glee. Mm. Um, that sounded rude. I apologize. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like a, an interesting film. Yeah. Um. So we there were those three movies that you saw, mm-hmm. uh, and another thing that we did, like all three of us did, was we played Morkborg. Yeah, Morkborg. Did you want to talk a bit about that? Um, 
Well, I'm, I've been running it, so I'm kind of curious as to, like, what you guys think as players. But I think, like, it's it's really easy to run. I think it's a great system. I'm excited to see what, um, like, because it hasn't been out for terribly long. I think it just got published last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very simple, like, rules light system. Um, and I'm already starting to see, like, uh, other publishers, since it is, like, so good with the third party like public basically anyone can get a license to make content either like based off of it or like adding on to it so mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing stuff with it already um yeah. there's a another company um that makes dice that i use that's making their first tabletop game uh called uh i think it's called vast grim uh, and it's based off of that rule set. It's a sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I'm really excited to see where this stuff goes. Cause like there's right. a, everything about it. I already love. Um, okay. like, I will say it's weirdly difficult to not play characters that are like strictly heroic. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know like, like we, we did the random character generator and I know some of us are like a bit more mean spirited than others, but like still, it's it's a little bit. It, it takes a bit of getting into character, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and I really like like we left off on a cliffhanger last night, and like I really don't know which side of the coin I'm gonna land on in terms mm-hmm. of what to do. Um, because like I, but but then there's also like the the do you trust the character that seems to be good? Like are they actually good? Like I don't know. It's very much like uh, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing, and I really feel like I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know if that's the intent. Um, the it is meant to be. Yeah, it, it is very different from like D and D that has like very clear morals, like mm-hmm. often to a fault. I feel like with D and D, where you know. If you see this type of creature, like, unless it's a player character or, like, an NPC, you're pretty sure that this thing is evil and you can feel completely justified in killing it. Which I'm not a big fan of that part. But, yeah. like, d d of course, you can use the system and, like, work around that. Um, you know, see my treatment of goblins in the game that I kind of came up with. Yeah. But, like... Um, but I don't know. It's it's okay. So it feels like I found a like single player dungeon crawler text based game on like a freeware site, mm-hmm. and I didn't have any instructions, and I just downloaded it and started playing it. And I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, so I'm figuring out as I go along. Mm. <laughs> that's that's the kind of feel I get, and especially the like minimal um, like character. Um, stats yeah and uh your your drawing of the map like really kind of like like this is not your fault at all i'm not blaming your art yeah, skills yeah. i'm saying that like the minimalism that you went for adds to that that feeling a yeah little bit. yeah it kind of does um, so i don't know if that's the kind of vibe you're getting elise um, yeah um so my butt's falling asleep um <laughs> I really i really need to get a new chair um I know it's it's fun. Um, 
I'm playing a, a lovable scamp. <laughs> a lovable murderous scamp. <laughs> a lovable murderous scamp. You know, Con- you know the type. Currently uh, uh, is responsible for at least three deaths. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I, I earned my keep. I don't know. It's, it's interesting, you know, because it's like a group of people that we've been playing role-playing games for like a really long time together. Um, and this, I can normally know what to expect out of other people um, when we're playing a tabletop RPG. Mm-hmm. And this one, like, I there's something about the setting that it brings out, like, just very different sides of all of us. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Which I sort of find fun and, and appreciate. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's also, like, it's hard to... I think it's hard to, like, metagame or, like... Um, yeah. You know, because everything is so fucking random. Um, I think it's it's really hard to kind of overtake an encounter or overdo something. And because, like, everybody is very limited on what they can do and what they have, you know, nobody is like, all right, I'm going to min-max my character. It's like, because you don't have those options. And so I think... Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're, if you're with a group of experienced tabletop RPGers, I think it's it's a fun... That's a fun thing to do. I don't know. It's not something I would not commit to like a campaign of Workborg. No. Like I like, I like the fact it's supposed to be a one shot. I think we've kind of like spread it out over three sessions. Yeah, we'll definitely like adults that need to wake up in the morning or whatever for work. But, um, we'll definitely finish the next session. But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play a campaign. Like, this is not the kind of setting that I would want to sit in for, like, years and years. And because we have games that we've, like, literally been playing (laughs) for years and years and years. And, like, this is not, it's not one of them. And it's fun. It's a fun change of pace. But ultimately, it's, like, not really my favorite. But it's, you know. The setting is, is very dark. It's very niche, too. It's not yeah. like, like, it's not that, you know, because we've dealt with, like, political intrigue and, like, different things in games before. And I would argue that, like, Shadowrun is kind of, like, a darker um, setting, right? This I, I is don't like, think it's as dark as this. Well, this is bleak. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the difference. Is like, this is, this is bleak and this it is, is like niche. Doom, this is, like, doomer shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, very niche to, um... So like heavy metal influences and things, which is just not something that I really vibe with, mm-hmm. um, despite the person that I married. Um, <laughs> and it's specifically like to go along with what you said, Alex, it is specifically influenced by doom metal in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is slow and bleak and also like kind of funny sometimes, but it's like this weird, like stoner humor. Um, like, one of the, the bands that influenced this game is a band called Sleep. And Sleep has an album called Dope Smoker. <laughs> like, um, I'm trying to I actually have the book over here. They have a whole list of, like, bands that influenced the game on, like, one of the very first page- pages of the book. Um, so, like, some of them are, like, really dark bands like Bell Witch. And then they also have Bong Ripper and Bongzilla as as uh, influences. Weed Eater, Sleep, uh, Mammoth Weed Wizard Bastard. Like, 
and, and it is like it, it i think it is it is bleak but it's also like if you just give in to the bleakness it is also extraordinarily funny like, like some of the things that some of the characters in our campaign have are just fucking hilarious, as special abilities. Yeah. Like, um, like our Elise's. Nobleman. Oh huh? yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the nobleman who has the talking horse and the talking sword, <laughs> who both and, hate him. Like and the skull that he talks to. That the not skull talk that he talks to. That's his best friend. Um, that's not a class ability though. That that could happen with anybody. I oh, just okay. love that those were like yeah. Um, that's one of the things that makes the random character creator so great. Cause it's not just the stats and abilities, but it also randomly gives you like a background and, um, like character defects and bad habits mm-hmm. and like broken things about your body. So like, you don't just get this like boring set of stats that you then have to like interpret into a character they're like no this is the character you're playing now go like here's everything that's fucked up about your character have fun (laughs) um and i think that if you kind of just let yourself get into that because that can be hard um i know that as myself as a player you know i'll come up with an idea for a character and like fall in love with that character and if I can't really do that, it gets harder to kind of play it. But I think that if you just kind of let yourself, okay, I'm this person, what would this person do in this situation? I think that could lend for a lot of fun RP. Um, mm-hmm. If you just kind of give in to like the bleakness of the setting. Um, I think that's part of what makes it so interesting, to me at least. Right. Um, because this is like, yeah, no, this is a world where you're you're probably not going to end up saving the world in this so it's like well why do you adventure like what uh it, it is like almost like positive nihilism or or like uh 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 absurdism almost right where it's like oh yeah all these things are kind of pointless so like what's the meaning that you add into it uh is sort of what i enjoy about it Gotcha. Yeah, the, um, yeah, I don't know, because, like, my character, I don't, I don't, I'm not particularly happy with how my character's, like, personality works out, mm. but, like, I'm trying my best to make them, make <laughs> them work. Um, the best things about my character are their stats. <laughs> Which are all negative. <laughs> Which are all negative, one hit point uh yeah but a hawk that is the best character in the party yeah um so that's that's really what i got going for me um and me the name of the hawk um but i do i do kind of i did make a backup character and i do kind of want to have like a little half scene between her and the noble character that has the talking horse and the talking sword because mm-hmm. we, we were talking about it like off off uh set and it's like if they were like brother and sister <laughs> like they would they would just be bickering all the damn time and i yeah. know for that because um, yeah because they both wound up with the same backstory of yeah. like oh yeah you're like an ousted noble from the same like kingdom yeah they're they're both claimants to the same kingdom and they would hate each other and i would love it <laughs> But no. Um, but yeah, so so like I said, like you said, uh, we've got maybe one session left of that. And 
I don't know. We'll we'll see if uh, I, I don't think I want to play anymore. <laughs> yeah. <after that. laughs> but uh, I don't but know. yeah, I, what else? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I think it's I think it's really fun, and if someone else wants to maybe run it, like I've got a few other like pre made adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be down to play it a- as a player. Um, mm-hmm. Or if we wanted to like give it a rest for a little bit and maybe do like another one shot with the same characters or maybe different characters later on down the line. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, like after a break. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't want to make it an entire campaign. Um, but I would like to uh, like maybe try another one of these. Because there's a few that I've like uh, bought and some more that are coming up that sound pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so. All right. Um, well, other than that, the only thing that's really happened to me is we started playing Wander Home and then like we got five minutes in and then had to close because there was a lightning storm and it threatened electrical power for the people running it. So oh, yeah. I don't have anything to say about that. We are meeting again on Friday. So, uh, probably next week, I'll next episode, I'll have some more to say about Wander Home. But nice. uh, is there anything else you want to add? Because I think it's getting kind of getting kind of late. Mm. Um, yeah, like I said, we, we started watching Loki. We'll finish that up probably by the time we record next. So we'll have things to say about that. Um, I like it better than uh, Black Widow so far. Yeah. But I don't like it as much as WandaVision. Mm, yeah. So far. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Because I've heard some people say that like the way that it ends is way better than the way WandaVision ends. Um, so that's that's good. People who don't like the end of WandaVision don't like Catharsis. <laughs> but I didn't like the end of WandaVision. We yeah, talk- you don't like Catharsis. Uh, it just it felt like it f- You don't enjoy it, you're not encultured. Anyway, let's go. It felt felt unearned. <laughs> unearned anyway. Um yeah, we'll we'll talk about Loki next time. Uh we'll make it a point to finish it. Um that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Other than that, we've just been continuing our re- rewatch of The Simpsons. I think we might probably be ending it soon because it's like we're in season eleven now. Ooh, and boy. It's, yeah, it's Ugh. starting to get not great. Dicey. Um yeah. And I mean some of that is not their fault. Like ah! Like, the one that we started, like, right before this has, like, Bell Gibson as the guest star. And it's, like, people didn't know in, like, 99 or 2000, like, whenever this season came out. Like, we didn't know that Bell Gibson was a gigantic piece of shit then. So, like, <laughs> that that's not their fault. But, like, man, watching it in current year, ooh. <laughs> it's bad. It's like season 10 is definitely the, the beginning of the end for The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, but man, seasons seasons three through nine were yeah were, were chef's kiss yeah for the most part. I don't know. Season nine got had more. There's some parts where it's like, oh, that joke didn't age well, but it like it moves quickly on from those jokes. Whereas I feel like we're getting to the part now where it's like, oh, like the sim like the Simpsons isn't the only game in town. Like now, Family Guy is the thing, and like South Park is getting really big. And, like, you can see the influence, and it's not good. Like, it's really bad. Yeah. It sucks because it's, like, you know, season so season 10, and then I think Bob's Burgers is currently in its, like, 12th or 13th season. Like, they've been going on for a really long time. And um, so it's kind of, because those two 
those two shows often get compared to one another. Um, and it's kind of interesting how like Bob's Burgers definitely like saw what was out there and was like, we're going to make a different choice. Like there's a couple of episodes in like the early, early seasons um, that you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I would still make that joke. Um, mm-hmm. But after that, they really are like, nope, we're just going to double down. We're just going to double down on the wholesomeness and keep it going. And I think that that choice like really served them well. And you can see where the Simpsons has had the opportunity to stay a little bit more wholesome and instead decided to like double down on maybe not wholesome. I don't know. They could have stayed like just a little less, a little bit on the clever side and a little less on the shock value side. And Mm -hmm. season 10 is definitely the season where they're like, Nope, we're going to, we're going to stick on the shock value. And it's like, Oh, that was a choice that did not serve you guys in the long run. Mm -hmm. So, Anyway. Anyway. All right. Well, I think that's about all we've got time for. Sounds good. I'd like to thank you all for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Elise. And we've been some nerds of a podcast. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.